Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The panel. Panel this morning consists of Sam Ackerman and uh, Aidan McLaughlin out of Hawke's Bay. Sam Ackerman, uh, plenty going on in the Warriors. There always is. We speak to you every week about the same sort of subjects, but this has been yet another remarkable week and no Reese Walsh anymore. I still think that there's something going on um, at uh, Mount Smart that works as some kind of wormhole time loop. They seem to manage to fit more into a week than most other um, sporting codes in this country can fit into a month as far as headlines and news and and things happening. It is, it's it's phenomenal what's going on right now. I want to start off with, um, first of all, the experience being back at Mount Smart was special and it showed what this club can be again, hopefully, uh, in the future. I wouldn't expect sellouts all the time, but you can see there is still passion there and we've talked earlier in the year Smitty that uh, the apathy was starting to creep in towards the Warriors, it's clear that that can be rubbed out if, if things go right. Now Reese Walsh leaving the club, let's be clear on the circumstances here, if uh, you know, touch wood, I was in a scenario where I'd be separated from uh, my young children if I was if I had to move, then I would look to change my circumstances to avoid that too I understand what that is, uh, he goes a year early because if anyone really thought Reese Walsh was going to be a long term warrior then I don't think they read the room very well for that. Um, is unfortunately he's getting out a year early, but I, I'm okay with the reasonings for it. I know we've given people a lot of stick about you know not realising that there's uh, games we played in New Zealand, and I'm, I'm going to give the young man a little bit of a, a pass on that one. But the the scenario of getting uh, Charles Dick or Clockstar back in return, I'm going to and, and potentially uh, to Marty Martin in a swap with the Broncos to make uh, this happen. I've got to tell you, I'm okay with that. Reese Walsh is a real talent, but I don't think at this stage of his career it's fair to expect that talent to save the Warriors out of games. And the Warriors are the club that'll ask that of him, saying that the Knights ask of Kalen Ponga, and Kalen Ponga is a phenomenal talent, but he can't get the Knights out of trouble all the time. And being the pressure of being that guy is pretty excessive for a young man uh, like Walsh. So I like having uh, Nickel Klockstad, who's a, a solid performer. He's very talented, and he, he comes up with the goods on a regular occasion. He's helped get the uh, green machine to a grand final and a very big year that was for him. I'm, I'm happy with getting him back in here. And same thing with Tamati Martin. I think that having a star player that everybody looks to and waits to do something for is counterproductive for the Warriors. They need to have a very strong side across the board. So in a funny kind of way, Smitty, I think that the Warriors potentially can be better on the field for it. 
Aidan McLaughlin uh, out of Hawke's Bay, uh, so away from the Warriors environment as such. Do you cut them any slack? Uh, 1,038 days they were out of New Zealand. 1,038 days. Can't think of too many people which would relish that uh, possibility, Aidan. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Morning, Sam. No, for sure. I mean, it's... um I think one of the the issues uh, with this news about Reese Walsh is that it has happened barely 72 hours after that homecoming. And as you say, they were away from home for a long time. It was a great occasion. Um, And for this to follow on so quickly, we we end up rolling our eyes again and talking about the things we don't want to be talking about when we should be talking about that homecoming and uh, then finally getting the victory on the board. Okay, so uh, Aidan, from your point of view, what have you made of the administration uh, at the Warriors? Um, is it is it times up for them, or uh, are they doing as good a job as they can under trying circumstances? Do they need a run of administration with a normal type season? Well, I mean, like, as Sam alluded to, I mean, if these the circumstances that we're led to believe in this case of Reese Walsh are accurate then I do have sympathy for Reese Walsh. And in turn, I, I, I have sympathy for the administration because um, that's a certain set of circumstances where, uh, you know, there's a, a relationship breakdown, there's a child involved, and the right thing for Reese Walsh is to move on. The unfortunate thing for the administration is that this seems to be just one thing after another after another. So at what stage do you turn around and say, OK, is this just a, a series of unfortunate coincidences? Or do you turn around and say, hey, there's something wrong here admin-wise? within the culture of the club that we need to that we need to address and it's getting to the stage now where i think there is something really within the administration side that they need to kind of strip back and start again because the the fans here are just suffering week after week after week if it's not one thing it's another and just when they think they start to turn a corner this turns up again interesting sam are you happy with uh, the performance of cameron george are you cutting him any slack yeah, well, I am um, cutting a bit of slack. I think that he is, and I can tell you, he's the first to say that there have been uh, stuff-ups along the way and it has, has hardly been smooth sailing. I think the past three or four months have not been um, the, the the peak performance um, from, uh, well, front and back office, really, let's be fair. But the, what I will say is the, the, the circumstances we're talking about with Reese Walsh, for example, now that's how Chance Nickel Clock starts coming back to New Zealand, is that he's been given the opportunity uh, to be given that uh, emotional support and the, the ability by the Raiders to go back and play. I, can't go anywhere. He wanted to go home. He wanted to be back home, and so they've allowed him that opportunity, um, where it's personal circumstances. Are the Raiders getting balls out? Are the, are the Raiders being called um, a, a misfiring bunch of administrators for allowing that to happen? Now, there are, there's been weeks and weeks of uh, mitigating circumstances, but I don't, I don't think this one is, a, is fair to throw on, uh, throw on the Matt Lodge category. Matt Lodge was a, was a, was a monumental stuff up, uh, and Nathan Brown was not the right choice as coach. And they've made that very clear that they, they kind of get those uh, as, as missteps as they are. The next coach will be interesting. We're hearing Andrew Webb who is a former Warriors assistant? He knows the system. Was there for an awful long time, uh, and is obviously coaching at the uh, the Panthers and assistant. So, learning his um, learning his skills along the way with Ivan Cleary. So, it's a it's an interesting scenario from where they go from here. And you mentioned about having a full year of normality under about. Well, unfortunately, they're still the Warriors, so there's no such thing as a full year of normality. But being a chance mm-hmm. to operate at a head office, I think, would make um, a real difference.
Okay, it's 10.30 here on SENZ. We've got Aidan McLaughlin and Sam Ackerman with us uh, this morning. We'll be back very shortly with uh, a number of other issues. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Sam Ackerman, Aidan McLaughlin with us this morning. Uh, Aidan, the life of uh, Nick Kyrgios continues to unfold in front of our eyes um, and now it seems maybe he's doing the racket, do a little bit of talking. Comfortable straight sets win overnight and now Rafa Nadal in the semi-finals. Well, hopefully Rafa Nadal in the in the semi-finals, Smithy. I hear he's, um, that abdominal uh, injury that he's got, he's going to go and have some scans, but... Uh, Given his history of playing through pain, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to take a lot for him not to appear in the semi-final. But uh, yeah, mouth-watering, isn't it? They've um, I, I had a wee look this morning. They've met nine times um, over about the last nine years or so. Uh, Nadal's won six, Kyrgios has won three, and they've both won uh, a game, a match each at Wimbledon against each other. So, so yeah, it's pretty tantalising, and they've got quite the history as well. Quite the, a few little. Uh, running battles and skirmishes over the years. So, yeah, it's mouth-watering. Hopefully it does take place. Saturday morning, uh, I think our time ran about to 3 o'clock, I, I hear anyway. Um, that probably will change. Maybe 12.30, in fact, I'm hearing in my ear now. So, uh, so yeah, Kyrgios to Nadal. Where do you sit with uh, with Nick Kyrgios, um, uh, Sam Ackerman? Do you, could you do without him, or do you think tennis needs him? Definitely needs him. Uh, uh, Nick Kyrgios has made Wimbledon this year interesting. At the start of this uh, this tournament, we'd had the the ranking points taken away, of course, with the uh, the players uh, from Russia and Belarus banned, and so it became less of the the ranking draw. But Wimbledon is still Wimbledon, so I thought here we are, it's going to go on. We we saw a couple of uh, early exits, and I, you can't tell me there's been a buzz around Wimbledon before Nick Kyrgios got things stirred up. It, it hasn't felt like Wimbledon or the special tournament it can be, in my opinion. So of the tennis tournaments, it's one I was. I remember most growing up, so I've, I've got an affinity for it and follow it closer than some of the other, uh, some of the other majors as well. But uh, I think Nick Kyrgios has been incredible for it. Uh, he's playing the type of tennis that catches the eye, uh, and he he gets people divided. And what is you know what is uh, sport heroes if there's not good villains for them to go up against? And he loves it. He loves riling people up. He really enjoys it. I think, I, I think that if he could find a, another stage where he could rile people up and earn the kind of money he does instead of tennis, he'd go for that. I think that's his first love, and tennis is down the pecking order for him. He's a, a natural antagonist. Mm. He happens to be a, a good athlete, and it brings the, it brings an emotion out in the crowd. You don't, it's not a, uh, you don't see people sitting on their hands during a Kyrgios game. They're either suddenly swept up in Kyrgios fever or they're cheering for the other guy to, to shut the upstart up. So I, I think he's wonderful for uh, for tennis because he's gone past the tanking phase into just being the obnoxious pest phase, and that's fine by me. I'll take an obnoxious pest uh, Nadal, uh, sorry, uh, Kyrgios any day up against you know gentleman Nadal. It's going to be such a, a mix of emotion, as Aiden says, if it, it does transpire. Well, if it does transpire, Aiden, so just say he won Wimbledon, it would be a remarkable story. But here's a guy who's, who, instead of um, coming home and trumpeting the fact that he's the Wimbledon champion, the first thing, apparently, what he's got to do is face a domestic assault charge. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it, in a, in a, in a fortnight that he's, he's progressed so well at this tournament, and then suddenly, you know, we hear about this. Um, this charge back home as well. So, I mean, it just, I guess it's typical of uh, the man, isn't it? You know, he's just, 
goes from one extreme to the other. He's got so many different aspects to his life and his career. Um, he's often said, you know, he's quite, he'd rather be sitting there playing computer games, wouldn't he? Um, I think he was quoted in one of the press conferences the other day where he said that there was a game a few years ago and he had to be dragged out of a bar at 4am because he had a game the next day. So, you know, he... he I think he cares deep down, but he certainly gives the impression that uh, there's plenty more to his life. And I guess this is just an, this charge, if, if proven to be uh, to be true, is just an unfortunate side of that. Uh, Aidan, the All Blacks about to be named. In fact, uh, less than an hour now. Uh, if you were Ian Foster, are you twisting or sticking in terms of uh, what you saw last week? Are you are you resting, rotating? I mean, no Sam Whitelock, we know, but w- w- what are you thinking? Um, I think at the start of the week I would have been sticking uh, mostly, but then Sam Whitelock and Tupu Vai uh, being unavailable has really changed it uh, quite significantly um, because I think that means that Scott Barrett has to come into the second row. The knock-on effect then is who do you put at blindside? Uh, do you go for uh, Akira Yuani or do you go for uh, Dalton Papalihi? I think you heard earlier that it's Dalton that will, will get the nod. My gut feeling was that Akira would get it. Um, so, so that you know, that changes that forward pack significantly, especially when you take out someone like Sam Whitelock's experience. Um, in terms of the backs, well, David Harvey seemed before the series started to be the first choice second five, but Quinn Jupai had a great game, didn't he? So, my 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 gut feeling says you stick with Quinn Jupai, but it depends how much they want to get David Harvey into that starting lineup, um, and I think it would be sensible to take the opportunity to put uh, Falao Fakitava on the bench. Uh, Finlay Christie done really well when he came on. But if you're going to introduce Falao Fakitava, where better to do it than in Dunedin with Aaron Smith, where they've done that time after time and formed a good combination as a starting and finishing uh, halfback. Sam Ackerman, uh, changes uh, I think will be minimal. Uh, what's it going to take for the country to really fall in love with Sam Kane and Ian Foster? Oh, I don't know. It's, I mean, it, when I was talking, thinking about what changes could be made to this team, and the, even thinking about the third test, should they go uh, 2-0 up? I mean, if, and they decide to give everybody else a run to kind of, as, as previous all-back coaches would have done to take a look at different combinations. If, if they lost, if they lose a dead rubber test, I get the feeling that people will jump on their back and go, oh, they've given momentum away to, to Ireland again, and I, I, I don't feel they would have done that for previous coaches. So I feel like it's a real tough road for, to hoe for these guys at the moment. Uh, the only way they can win people over is to keep winning and to keep being dominant so I think that um, at this stage he's going to keep uh, Foster's going to keep naming, naming the strongest team he could and and Sam Kane's going to return to the type of form that made him the guy that people were thought was challenging Richie McCaw and, and, and the like so we, we need to see uh, that Sam Kane back we understand that through his, you know, through age and where he at, he's at, he's not there. If the All Blacks see him as a leader, if the players see him as a leader and he's achieving that result along the way, then you kind of need to cut him a little bit of slack. I think we should learn a little bit from the uh, the experiences we went through with Kane Randall and Reuben Thorne, um, where they just get attacked from pillar to post at all given times. They don't actually get a chance to do their job out there. He is not... He is not Richie McCaw. He is not uh, the guy who's standing out as the, the 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 leading number seven of his generation of the world right now. Whatever we want to say, but Sam Kane is the All Black captain, and he was uh, part of a team that won pretty comfortably against a, a good Irish side. So he. I, I I don't know what more they can do at the moment, Smithy. And, and yes, they can play better, and yes, they can do things better. But right now, and you know, if you're only as good as your last game, both of them are going pretty good. 
Uh, one of the interesting things that came up yesterday, uh, Sam, was the announcement of uh, pay equity uh, on a match day for New Zealand women cricketers and New Zealand men cricketers. Uh, did that uh, catch you by surprise at all? Do you think uh, that's coming across the board in most sports now? I think that it's becoming a very common theme and any sport that isn't looking at that or isn't finding a way to reach something that has equity at its heart will be finding themselves out of step and there will always be the arguments um, as we saw in you know the, the women's football team um, uh, US women's football team coming out and saying well look we're more people interested in watching us than, than the men why, why are they getting more than we are it, 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 if it comes down to those debates then maybe it's uh, each, uh, horses for courses but I think equity is the best move to go and certainly uh, in, in sports where there is money being brought in even if that money isn't being brought in by one gender or the other reaching a stage of equity where they kind of all collaborate together makes the most sense. I can understand the, the commercial arguments, but we've, you know, where's the side of evolved beyond that just being commercial thing now? Aidan, what's your take on it? Because uh, Sam brought up a point there uh, in terms of uh, who, would, who would you rather watch, and certainly in the case of the US women's football team, that was their principal argument. We're more popular, they said. More people watch us. We, we deserve as much as if not more than they do. Uh, New Zealand women's cricket team couldn't have that argument. No, I mean, well, first of all, I wasn't hugely surprised when I heard about the uh, the new pay deal. Um, I think despite the fact that New Zealand cricket have uh, had some criticism over the last few months for various reasons, including the uh, the Amy Safferthwaite um, issue, um, I, I have sensed for a while now that they wanted to get to this point. And I know that uh, the Players Association have been, been working with New Zealand cricket for quite some time to, to reach this point. But uh, it was good to get it bedded down and good to see it actually formally announced. I mean, I, I'm of the view that um, if, if you lead and if you uh, give women the opportunity by giving them the equal pay, um, then hopefully the performances and the exposure and the attraction to the audience will follow. I mean... We're in a situation now where there's more women's cricket on TV than there has been before uh, through the Super Smash and through White Ferns, um, Free to Air, etc., etc. So I think this is the next logical step. And what we want to see is we want to now see them take on board um, a new coach, a new environment, a new deal, and actually bring those performances through in the park, get some improvement, and then they can really get the public behind them. Mm, very interesting. Uh, Aidan McLaughlin uh, has been with us this morning. Sam Ackerman also. They've been the panel. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your input on uh, those variety of subjects. Yeah, rugby league, uh, top of the bill at the moment across the board. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.